Hello and welcome to the podcast of TechEU. I am your host, Andrew Degelor. In today's episode, we take a look back at this week in European tech news from funding to M&A and new VC funds with a mandatory policy detour. In the second part of the show, I will play you an interview with Vilve Vene, the CEO and co-founder of Modular Bank, which is not in fact a bank. Now let's have a look at the most important news stories of this week. Message Bird in Amsterdam has extended its Series C funding round quite substantially, actually. Back in October, the company announced a 200 million US dollar round, and now it says that it has extended it by another 800 million US dollars. Message Bird is not actually going to sit on this money. Uh, on the contrary, together with the extension, it has unveiled its new purchase, which is the predictive email platform SparkPost that's based in the US. Message Bird has paid 600 million US US dollars for this one, which leaves it more or less with 400 million left in its proverbial war chest. Next up, OneWeb, the London-based startup that wants to bring internet to everyone in the world through a network of satellites, has raised 550 million US dollars from UTelsat. UTelsat is based in Paris and it happens to be one of the world's biggest satellite operators. OneWeb plans to eventually bring 648 satellites to the low Earth orbit in order to provide internet connection anywhere on the globe, like anywhere at all. On Monday, uh, the company successfully launched another 36 satellites and bringing the total number to 182. That's roughly a third. According to OneWeb, it has two more launches to go and will then have the ability to begin offering connectivity services to the United Kingdom, Alaska, Northern Europe, Greenland, Iceland, the Arctic Seas, and Canada. Stockholm-based digital healthcare provider Cry, known as Livy in the UK and France, has raised 262 million euros in a Series D round. The round was led by CPP Investments and Fidelity Management and Research, with participation from existing investors, including the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan, Index Ventures, Axel, Creandum, and Project A. Cry, or Cree, is it, was founded in 2015, and it says that it has helped over 3 million people access healthcare. It also said that it saw a 100% year-over-year growth rate in 2020, which isn't hard to believe, all things considered. Next up, Warsaw has a new venture capital fund on the market in Freya Capital. The fund aims to support early-stage companies and is the latest addition to the Polish Development Fund Starter Program. The firm is leading off with about 14 million euros in capital. Combined, Freya Capital's founders have previous experience in founding, developing, and or selling more than 10 companies with a value of over 175 million euros. Now let's get to the promised policy detour. Apple is reportedly facing a formal EU antitrust complaint, and that's going to happen either before the end of this week, which is basically today, and maybe you will even have heard about it before you listen to this podcast, or it will happen early next week. This would be an escalation of a probe into the allegations made by Spotify that the rules of the Apple Store are unfair. Per a report by Bloomberg, and I quote, the move raises the risk that the EU could order changes to Apple's App Store or impose fines. Apple will have the chance to argue its case against any EU suspicions before regulators take a final decision. The EU is also probing Apple over ebooks and payments. The quote ends. 
In addition to that, Apple has also come under a separate antitrust attack in Germany. There, a group of large media tech and advertising companies have accused Apple of antitrust abuse. The list of companies includes Facebook and Axel Springer. And simply speaking, they don't like Apple's new idea that uh, it would uh, ask iOS users whether they want to be tracked for advertising purposes. Uh, this feature, which you may have heard about as well, has been added to iOS 14.5, which is to be released next week. The FT reports that, I quote, the German complaint predicted a 60% fall in advertising revenues for app developers, as the changes make it harder for third parties to gather the data they need to place ads. Thomas Hopner at law firm Hausfeld, which is representing the complainants, uh, said more apps will have to switch to charging consumers instead of the current advertising-based business model. The quote ends. Now it is time for today's interview. Let us listen to Robin Wouters talking to Vilvevena, the CEO and co-founder of Modular Bank based in Estonia. Hello, hello, and this is Robin Walters from Tech.eu, and I'm joined here remotely, of course, by Vilve Vene. She is the co-founder and CEO of a company uh, based in Estonia called Modular Bank. Vilve, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Hi, it's my pleasure to be here today. So tell us a little bit more about Modular Bank. Obviously, from the name, we can deduce it has something to do with banking and fintech, but please uh, enlighten us a little bit more. Yes, actually, there is a long story why and how Modular Bank was born. Modular Bank, what is Modular Bank? Modular Bank is a next-generation banking platform, core banking platform, core banking suite. And what we offer? We offer technology for banks, for fintechs, for everyone who wants to start uh, to offer financial services to their customers. And uh, how was the, why was the company born? Yeah, me personally, I have been working for financial industries, building uh, building banking infrastructure for years. Actually, I started myself already. It was 1992. It means that all my life I have done it. In 1992, just after Estonia regained its independence, I joined Hansa Bank. It was a bank just founded from scratch. And there were our founders had a vision. They were young guys and they wanted to build the bank most modern and most innovative in the whole world. But as it was just after we regained our independence, we, we didn't have enough, enough funds, enough money uh, to buy any ready-made banking platforms from the West. And we made a very brave decision. Let's build it ourselves. And as we didn't know too much about banking, uh, neither, neither our, our, our founders, uh, nor, nor us or me or, 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 or our, our small technology team. But we learned a lot. And we, we were very, really, really motivated. And, and uh, we, we managed to build the bank, which was uh, from the very beginning, all, all, all branches online. We introduced PC banking for our business customers, 1993, online banking, 1996, etc. And the bank became the biggest in whole politics, acquisitions, mergers, etc. And as all this time, we, we built our core banking platform ourselves. And it was really agile process already at that time. So we learned, me and my colleagues in, in, in DeckSide, we learned so much about banking, banking products, banking regulations, banking processes, etc. Uh, in 2002, uh, when our bank was, uh, was acquired by Swedbank from Sweden, me and a couple of my colleagues, we decided to leave the bank and start our own company. And what kind of company? Of course, banking technology company. Uh, during, during Iceland's history, we built banking platforms, very, very different areas. 
just the current multi-currency accounts, transactions, payments, lending, leasing, also insurance, cash management for corporates, cards, etc. But every time we did it from scratch using our, our knowledge about banking and the most proper technology available at that time. It was like, like constant evolving process. But time was changing. Finally, it was some years ago, in summer 2018, uh, me and my colleague, colleagues, uh, our, our current co-founders, we worked together in Icefire and we saw that, okay, the world is getting ready to capture all this knowledge, all this experience we have gathered over the years and really put it all to the product we can offer as a service. And it was a pretty tough decision because uh, uh, we, we hadn't done such kind of business before, but it also looked so potential. And we saw that that uh, we have, uh, it's, it's, it's something we can do the best. And uh, we spun off from, from Icefire, got the, uh, gave the company to, to new management and, and focused totally uh, to Modular Bank. And the company was registered, as, as I said, 2019 January. It's a little bit more than two years ago. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. After all these years of banking experience, uh, building up your knowledge, of course, you know the market quite well. Yes. Uh, so that's, that makes for an interesting play, of course. Um, I think you raised... Uh, a small round of funding, I think it was 4 million euros in, in seed funding uh, at the end of last year. Um, what's next for you? Because obviously you, as the name suggests, you offer sort of a modular based banking platform to existing banks and, and the neo banks out there. Uh, but what's, what, what comes next? Like what are some of the, the financial services that you want to sort of you know, give to them? Yeah, I think it's today it's the most interesting time in financial services. Because everything is, is developing so fast. There are new fintechs are coming who are, are offering uh, really new value, value offerings and then really new business models. And at the same time, it's a lot of talks in last months about embedded banking. We have believed already from the very beginning of Modular Bank that it's coming. But yes, our, uh, when, when we started our, our, our company, then we thought, or we had vision, that our main customers will be will be incumbent banks, because in our previous life we have seen for years how how the banks are struggling. Because uh, most most of banks in Western Western world, most of incumbents, they still rely on technology coming from seventies. And you know, you have the big 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 uh, monolithic systems. Uh, which are still working in batch mode. Uh, you can really open up them and as, as very different developers have developed it uh, for years, there are, are layers of code over layers and it's really, 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 really difficult to change, to manage. And, and some banks have been brave enough and they have started the big transformation projects with, with the goal to replace this uh, uh, very old legacy with other big platforms uh, from Terminos or Avalog or big, 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 big platforms, replacing everything at once. And as, as we have seen, those projects are, uh, very often take years and they are very, very costly, hundreds and hundreds of millions, and very often they fail at, at the end. And what, what we believe in Modular Bank is that this change is still still possible. Incumbents still can change and get uh, get even as nimble as newcomers are. But the only way to transform your business is gradual. 
you are just transforming your business gradually, step by step, taking taking uh, small steps and getting more quick wins. And, and then you, you can really uh, increase your time to market with the products and services, which are more uh, most important for you at that time. And you can open up your infrastructure, being your part in, in platform economy, ecosystems, which is the future, we see. And of course, last but not least, big incumbent banks, they, they are struggling also with reducing their infrastructure costs. So it, this is our, our target. We will help incumbents with our technology. The, the timing definitely seems quite right for this, uh, but evidently you're not the only one to spot this opportunity of offering API-based uh, core banking platforms. Um, Thought Machine in the UK, for example, comes to mind. Um, how do you look at the competitive landscape from your viewpoint and what differentiates you the most? Yeah, as I mentioned, there are incumbents, but there are also fintechs who need technology. There are also other industry verticals who, who, uh, who need technology to play their part in and really, really embed financial services to their services. So the market is huge. And, and I, I very honestly think that there are a place for more than, than three players. But it's, it's, it's only question is that who is able to offer the, the right value offerings and who is able to do it in the way that it, 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 it really adds value. Because as, as I don't like to comment, comment our, our, my, our competitors, because everyone is doing it in a little bit different way. Uh, and of course, believing at the, their way, we are believing in our way. And, and what is our way? It is that as we are coming from financial infrastructure, financial services side, and uh, we, we know not only technology, of course, we, are, we have the best engineers and, and we, we are engineers ourselves, our founders, and, and we know technology, and, but we know also, also banking. That's why we could build very fast the platform, which covers really broad area. Uh, and, and it's modular. It means that why why it's why it's important. It's modular. It's it's important because the companies can choose exactly those capabilities they need for their business. They don't have to take everything, but we ch- we still cover a very broad area. If you if you if you need more, we cover now current multi currency accounts with transactions. It's only transactional banking we support. Uh, then we we cover whole lending flow. We cover, of course, deposits for saving accounts. We cover card issuing, card transaction processing. Uh, we cover uh, financial accounting needed to support all those those banking services, banking products. Yeah, and, and also we have separate module for for, for assets and collaterals uh, that uh, covers the cute little side. You see, it's it's really broad offering. Yeah, and I was also interested in in learning from your website that you don't necessarily only target you know, uh, banking companies or companies in the financial services space, but also any type of company that wants to add financial services to their stack, right? Exactly. I, I, I told that when you started, we were thinking that, okay, we will help incumbents. But this vision evolved very, very quickly because we saw that how many potential customers, prospects came from, from other industries, from energy companies, telemedicine companies, retailers, of course, etc. Uh, from from very different industries, and what they want to do, they want to embed 
financial services to their services. Because nowadays, if you if you if you if you think how how people behave, they don't want to uh, to go separately to bank uh, to ask finance, for example, for their solar panels. They 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 plan to to put to their new house. They it's 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 normal that you you are getting those solar panels from your energy company together with financing, and this financing is seamless. And and for those uh, uh, industry verticals, why it's really really useful for their business is that that they are actually getting the new revenue stream. They they are they are they are earning interest, which uh, which was usually the, the the bank's business, and they also can offering the more convenient end-to-end services. They also also tie customers more tightly to them. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you you mentioned in the beginning, um, of course, that you've also built a lot of knowledge up about uh, regulation, which is of course a big factor in the financial services industry. Uh, I'm interested to know, uh, Modular Bank can it theoretically service any uh, company, any uh, any bank anywhere, for example, or is there a certain geography that you're sticking to for the moment? Yeah, yeah. And now our our, our existing customers and also our focus is is mostly to Europe. To cover the Europe, and we 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 are, we are also we have customers from from very 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 different countries in Europe, and also also some of our customers cover, for example, our first customer, he's uh, he he has business in in twenty three countries, uh, but yes, we don't target now US or or Asia, but uh, probably we do it in in following years. Yeah, maybe in time. Um, now, you are, of course, based in Estonia, and the Baltics in general have, of course, large pools of talent, uh, both from the financial services industry and engineering and development. Um, but do you do you mainly use sort of the Estonia and the Baltics in general as as the pool for recruitment, or do you do you hire from anywhere? Today, we have people on board from uh, sixteen different nationalities, and we have two two offices. One office in, in Tallinn, in Estonia, where is our engineering team and all HR and all these supporting functions, me, me and our founders as well. And, and then we have, we, uh, we opened the office, the company in, in Germany, Berlin, uh, in January, a year ago. And then there is our commercial team uh, covering, covering, uh, German speaking area and also rest of the Europe. And there we, we, we have people from, Developers from Asia, from different different countries in Asia, even from Iran, uh, from from Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, India. We have people from US. We have we have developers from 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 Russia. We have commercial people from France, from Canada, from Italy, from Germany, of course. And it's that's that's you know it's that's such a fun. I even even, even didn't know 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 before how. Good feeling it is to work with people from from so different cultures and so different nationalities because it it gives you so much. And I have I've been asked many times that is it, is it is it too challenging to have people from from so different uh, uh, nationalities and cultures? I said no, it's it's just just we, we are learning every day something and we have so much fun together and we have really really big big motivation. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, now, if you look at the name in itself, Modular Bank, you might be assuming that you're actually a bank. Obviously, you're not. You're a technology provider for banks and, and, and other financial services companies and beyond that, actually. But if you were to build the bank of tomorrow uh, yourself, would you? where would you start? How would you, how would you go about it? 
That's a, that's a very good question. Yeah, uh, I think I would build the bank, which is is built in the way that, of course, I have my own delivery channels, my very very um, how to say user friendly services. Outside customers can can use my service, and and probably I will think I uh, will think in the way that uh, that not just selling the products to my customers, but I would think that okay, uh, what different groups of 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 people, what they what they really need, and and it means that that I I, I would build a bank from the very beginning that is offering a very customer-centric, customer-specific services, using my, uh, the, the data about the knowledge about my customers. But, but also what is, what is important, I think, building the, the bank today uh, is, is to keep in mind that, that today's bank is, is also infrastructure company, that my bank is able to offer my banking infra- infrastructure to, to other companies who, who want to, to offer financial services to their customers. But they probably don't have a license. They don't have proper infrastructure. But I'm, I'm able to uh, to offer that. And of course, I'd, I'd like to pay, uh, to to play the part in platform business. That's of course really huge. Yeah, that is your business, of course. Uh, but it also means that you're basically selling to incumbent banks the means to actually effectively compete with the new banks. Yes. Um, do you think all of the legacy uh, traditional banks will be able to compete? No, probably probably not. Uh, that's the that has been has been tough. Uh, the the change has been tough for 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 incumbents and and it is tough, and it's for for very different reasons. And it's it's, it's not only technology. It's uh, it's it relies very much how those organizations have built. They are they are usually very oh uh, incumbent banks are very hierarchical usually, and they 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 can't change just to be the customer centric. From from one day, as as they have been worked in silos, in really really based on products, uh, etc. And what is what is one very big very big issue is that as today, as, as I said, bank is is a big part of the bank is technology, and it means that the board board level of the bank has to actually take decisions about technology. Because that determines the future, and it also means that that board never needs more 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 experience, more expertise in technology. But very and and it's it's not not too developed uh, yet in many countries. It's in pretty bad situation. And of course, what what do we, what do we do then when we don't understand things? We delegate. We are we are inviting uh, consultancy firms to us to take decisions for us. Or we are delegating those decisions to, to my IT department, but as it's it's uh, those those decisions as 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 important as as funding of the bank or or or, or risk management of the bank or the technology uh, to, uh, today technology is is really part of every department of the bank and it's natural part. It's not anymore that uh, somewhere in IT department they are dealing with technology. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I think that's also for a lot of industries, uh, not just banking, but, but that's absolutely the case. Uh, slightly different question. Of course, you've been a woman in banking for a very long time. Now you're a woman sort of in the tech startup business uh, for a very long time. And both sectors are really not that, you know, good when it comes to actually, you know, having having women at, at the top or getting funding. Uh, the, the numbers are quite depressing in Europe as well. So I'm wondering, how has your journey been uh, 
from your perspective? I, I, I think I have been, been lucky in the way uh, because I, I had a chance uh, to grow together with supporting colleagues. Those colleagues were men. And my, my first boss, when I, when I, I joined the bank, he was uh, 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 thinking back. I, I even didn't notice it at that time. But, uh, but thinking back, that his management style or leadership style really helped me grow. Because every time we, we traveled a lot and visited, visited other banks in, in UK, in Ireland, and usually there were, were all those, those hair gray, gray men with my suits sitting around the table, and then uh, me, young, young, young blonde girl, and <laughs> and some some uh, also younger 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 guys from our side. And every time, my boss said when when there were discussions that okay, I I I I give ch- uh, now word to Vilva. She knows that thing best, and it was something uh, that really helped me grow because I I I think that. That what, what, what is really sad is that in our industry, it's, 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 it's really male dominated, but it, but why it is, it's, uh, we, we women, I think, have to help ourselves as well in, in the way that, that we just learn to be more self-conscious and play our part because we have so much to, to give and we, there are so many talented and also motivated women. But very often it's, it's like that, that if, uh, the female, uh, the woman, does something very well, and 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 his colleague is uh, comes or somebody comes and and tells that and uh, yeah yeah you did it really well. Then what 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 women tell, tell? Yeah, you know I was really lucky, and then this my colleague helped me, and I had a good chance, etc. They they never never tell usually that. Yes, I I think so also. I was really good. Yeah, they usually don't even take credit for their own. Uh... Yeah, I do it always. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you had a very supportive and inclusive uh, management from the get go. Uh, that that must have made it a lot easier. Um, so yeah, that, that was my final question. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us and also telling us a little bit more about Modular Bank. Uh, we are very interested in in watching the rest of your journey. Uh, so best of luck with that, and thank you again for joining. Thank you a lot. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And this is it for today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you like the show, follow us today wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Our audio engineering is done by SoundPulse. That is sound-pulse.com. Your questions, suggestions, and opinions are always very welcome. Please send them to podcast at tech.eu. This was TechEU Podcast. I am Andrew Regular. I will talk to you again next week. For now, take care and enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye.